Hey, leader, have you noticed a bit of a leadership crisis happening in your organization? How's your stress level at work? And are those stressors at work negatively impacting those relationships? Maybe you're not sleeping well at night. Maybe it's your overall well-being. And this stress, my friends, is it driving you or maybe some of your colleagues at work to consider uh, perhaps another employer looking for another job maybe? Are you finding it hard to retain your customers and your employees? And are you struggling to provide that competitive edge to create delightful environments for your team? My friend, if you've answered to yes to some of those questions, then stay tuned because this episode was designed for you. We'll be discussing and addressing these challenges head on. And I'll be sharing some tips to really help you transform your organization so that you can be the type of leader that you've always wanted to be. Crystal Dakuna here, and I'm thrilled to welcome you to the Leaders Listen Up podcast presented by The Inside View. I'm your host and your friend. Each week, we equip you with new tools and creative techniques to help you design epic customer and employee experiences, allowing you to drive loyalty, retention, and sales, and of course, deliver award-winning service. My friends, my leaders, we want you to be the people's champion for your team and for your customers. So before I begin today's episode, I I always forget to ask, and I have to do this today uh, because I want to make sure that I don't forget. So uh, my friends, over the last few episodes, if you have been practicing some of this content, if you've been uh, really, you know, embracing some of the tools and tips and techniques, I'd be thrilled if you'd leave us a review or tell us your takeaways. What works well for you? What hasn't worked well for you? What What more would you like to see? And hey, do you have questions for us that you'd like us to answer? on air. We're happy to do that. So uh, let us know. uh, Link in the comments below here and uh, keep connected with us. Tell us what you're thinking, my friends. Okay, leaders, listen up and let's dive in. Today's topic is pretty pressing. It's it's an issue uh, that is really challenging organizations. So I'm going to share some numbers with you. All right. Shockingly, More than 77% of organizations, my friends, report that leadership is lacking. 77% of organizations are struggling with leadership. That's a lot of organizations. You know, and and the reality is is this this fact shouldn't really surprise us, uh, given that there's 10,000 10,000 baby boomers retiring daily, my friends, right? And so if these leaders who have been leaders in our organizations are leaving, then of course there's going to be challenges, right? They're retiring, uh, they're they're going and, and doing, exploring the world. It's their time. They put in their time. And so we've got up to 10,000 baby boomers a day that are leaving organizations. So here's the thing. It doesn't surprise me that a resounding 83% of businesses say that it's important to develop leadership skills at every level of the organization. Of course, they're realizing now more than ever before uh, the power of, you know, long-term employees, those baby boomers, um, you know, they were with organizations for a long time. And so they made an impact. They were mentoring other people. And now with them retiring and leaving, it's making an impact. And so, so organizations are seeing the importance of leadership. They're also, you know, have every good intention to bring leadership development to the table. But here's the other scary number is that less than 5% of companies have actually implemented leadership development programs at every level of the organization. 
less than 5% of organizations. And so when we think about developing our companies and developing our organizations, my friends, your team doesn't necessarily have the skills, the leadership skills uh, to be able to develop and strengthen your organization. I want you to think about it. A lot of leaders are put into leadership roles because of succession. You know, maybe they've been with the organization for a number of years and, uh, you know, they were hired as a frontline team member. And when, you know, it was the next step to be the key holder and the next step to be the the man, the assistant manager, the manager, and then 10 years later, they've developed and they've gotten into a, a senior role. But did, along the way, did anybody tell them that their role was to really inspire and motivate and cultivate a culture of success for the, the organization? Chances are those skills developed, but nobody actually taught them how to lead. Nobody actually gave them the skills. Uh, They've probably picked up things from here and there. And I think about that in my career. You know, when I first started working with a company called Danny Leather, I was in retail, I was 16 years old. And I I developed my leadership skills because I was watching everybody. And, And I actually, you know, I finally, probably when I was in my 20s, I started to really invest in developing those leadership skills. So, you know, I took courses on my own. I asked for mentors on my own. I took a Disney program. I think I was 21 years old uh, because I really wanted to like hone in on what I knew I was good at. Right. And so that, you know, that was me, but a lot of organizations and a lot of leaders, of course, you know, when we can see that only 5% of companies are actually implementing those development programs, uh, then there's a challenge, right? And so in a world where where leadership is so vital for business growth, for creating that competitive edge, for retaining, you know, top talent and making sure that you're motivating and inspiring your team in a world where leadership is what helps to keep our standards consistent. And in a world where, you know, we want to be able to run that profitable, productive work environment, my friends, making sure that your leaders, you as a leader, but then also your team that supports you has the support is really critical. And so, you know, it doesn't stop there, my friends. I'm going to share a lot of numbers with you today because I really want to to be able, I want you to be able to understand that, you know, leadership development, I believe, is a real crisis happening in organizations because so many leaders are, you know, struggling with that, retaining that top talent or, you know, there's a million different business challenges happening right now. But it's my belief that they're all rooted in that leadership crisis. And so, you know, we hear that work stress is negatively impacting relationships for 76% of professionals. We also know that 66% of leaders are losing sleep because they're so stressed at work, my friends. You know, does that sound like something that you're going through? Are you struggling with that? Do you have those sleepless nights? And if it's not you, chances are it might be one of your colleagues. Right? Have you ever lost sleep at work? I want you to really ask yourself that. Right? And if that wasn't stressful enough, we also know that 16% of leaders quit their jobs, my friends. 16% of leaders who may be put in decades with organizations, or some could just have just started, uh, but 16% leave their jobs strictly because of stress. Right now, I know you're probably thinking, Crystal, why are you sharing so many statistics with us? And, you know, I already know this. We already were living through it. Uh, But my friends, my leaders, I want you to take a deep breath because in today's episode, I'm going to share with you a few tips that I know will help you. Here's the thing. It's a vicious circle, right? When I speak to leaders, they're stressed because uh, their staff isn't showing up or they're not productive or, you know, I told them how to do that 10 times and they still aren't getting it. But when I speak to frontline staff members, 
it's completely different. They identify their bosses or their leaders as their major source of stress. You know, and one study, it read that 35% of staff identify their boss as the reason that they're stressed at work. Not the difficult customer or the angry situation or the long hours or even the lack of perks or even their, their hourly wage. 35%, my friends, of staff are saying that their leaders are causing their stress at work right? Not that angry customer that we we might think it is. Or maybe, you know, oh, they're just long hours. They, you know, they can't. It's not that. There's a significant amount of your team that is leading because they are leaving the organization because of leadership. So my friends, a change in leadership directly impacts the stress levels of 80% of professionals. We also know that 60% of leaders feel worn out at the end of the day. They're absolutely exhausted. 60%. Are you one of those leaders? Because it's hard to find work-life balance when you're so focused on the challenges that you're struggling with in your work environment. And so here's the thing. If you're a leader at work, you might also be a leader in your immediate family. Maybe you're a leader with your entire family. Maybe you're a leader in a, a local softball team or your church, right? I often find that if you're a leader at work, sometimes you could be a leader in other places. And if that's the case, then your leadership skills might be affected in other places as well. You might not always have a leadership title, my friend, but when when I'm thinking of a leader, it's somebody that um, that I pay attention to. It's somebody that's admired, somebody that fascinates me, right? Somebody that I respect. Um, and so just because you may or may not have that title, I want you to think about that. Other people admire you for, for the way you fascinate. Other people are looking at you for something. Some There's some specific fascination advantage that you have that others don't have. And so you're admired for that particular skill. What we know for sure, though, is that the ripple effects of feeling stressed at work, my friends, is absolutely undeniable, right? When you feel stressed at work, it affects so many things. It affects your personal life, your the way you might show up for your kids, the way you show up for your family, the way you show up for your personal relationships, right? And so whatever that work environment is for you. Now, you know, when I, I talk to baby boomers too, they might be retired. And so their work is different now. Their work looks different now. And so when they're stressed in those environments, they can still show up different for, um, for other people and those around them. Now, I don't know if you're part of this number or not, but 44% of leaders are planning a move because they're looking for more. They're looking They're looking to move organizations because they're searching for a place to feel valued, a place to feel respected and appreciated, a place where they can grow their career, right? And 26% of those leaders leave within a year. 26% of leaders leave their organization within a year of being there. So just imagine this. You've invested all this money, all this time, all these resources in training this leader to be phenomenal. You've invested a significant amount of money. You've you've paid them for an entire year. Yet you haven't created an environment where they feel valued and respected and appreciated. Remember, it's a human need to feel significant, my friends, right? Your effort makes a difference. And so I want you to think about that for a minute. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the reality is, you know, it's not my typical style to point out the negatives or point out the challenges, my friends. But here's the thing. You've invested all this money and effort. And within two years, almost 50% of those leaders could be leaving you. Think about that. 
And so let's keep it real for a minute. The truth is that if you continue to lead and operate the way you are now, and maybe everything's great in your organization and fantastic. If it is, let us know in the comments, let us know what you're doing. Let us know what are some of your best practices. But if you're struggling, if you're struggling with what I believe um, is the leadership crisis, then I want you to really think about if you continue to do the same thing you're doing, my friend, you're going to get what you've always gotten, right? And we have to look at our workplace culture. We have to look at our contribution as a leader uh, to our workplace culture. What is going to happen if you continue to lead the same way you've always led? Well, chances are you might be in the same situation a year from now, right? And so I want to give you some skills. I want to give you some tools to be able to lead a little bit differently and do things a little bit differently so that you can change things. Something has to change in order for us to be able to to develop further than this crisis, right? And so it's my goal today um, to share that with you. And so I put together three tips. So number one, let's tackle these head on. And so number one, I thought about, you know, this idea of uh, co-creating those visions and goals. And so, you know, leaders, I invite you to invite your teams to contribute to those business visions and goals. It's always surprising to me when I go into a small business. Uh, you know, typically I work with businesses under about a hundred people, but but some are larger. But it's always it, actually it doesn't even matter what size the organization is because the challenge is almost always the same. Uh, is that sometimes a frontline team doesn't really know the goal. They might not even be able to recite the the mission or the vision. And so if you don't believe and truly know what the vision and the mission and the core values of your organization are, my friends. How are you supposed to live it every day, right? And so we want to be able to foster this sense of collaboration and ownership and alignment with your frontline team, with your leadership team. You know, sometimes it's the leaders that don't know the mission, like word for word. Sometimes it's the leaders that don't know those core values, word for word. Are you one of those? You know, I want you to stop for a moment. Do you clearly know your organization's vision, mission, and core values, like verbatim? And then not only do you know them, but do you know what you need to do to practice them? Do you know what that looks like, the tactical things it looks like to actually practice that? And, you know, in some of our trainings, we teach that. You know, last year I did 13 strategic planning sessions with organizations, 13. That was a lot, probably the most I've done uh, in, you know, a few years now, but 13 in one year. And so what I know that was consistent among all 13 is that. It, it was really beautiful for team members to be able to be involved in that goal-making process and that decision-making process. Because when team members felt like they were contributing to this, is they're not just being given a number. They're actually contributing to creating that goal. And they're seeing where the goal comes from. They're seeing why those are our goals. Um, they're more likely to, they, they talk differently, right? They speak differently. I was working with one organization, it's a bakery um, and it was just amazing to me how this leadership team, you know, this frontline team just embraced the idea of, of really, you know, goal setting. Okay, well, we need to make sure that our average sale is this. We need to make sure that we're serving this many people. They started talking the language um, and they started really embracing it. They started even designing products um, and baking products that aligned with the average sale and, and, and kind of making sure that they were hitting those numbers. So you have to include your team in this, you know, the vision, the mission, the goal setting. Um, they have to be clear on the numbers because if they're not clear on their numbers and how they can contribute to that overall vision and mission, my friends, then how can they make a difference? 
right? How can they make a difference? So number one, make sure that you engage them. So whether it's with a strategic planning and goal setting session, whether it's with a team building session, whether it's with a, you know, every quarter we we do a little one hour um, connection to make sure that we're all aligned. It's not just for the leadership team. This is for your entire organization. Connect and bring people together. Um, and there's multiple ways you can do this. So uh, if you if you need more input, just let me know and I'm happy to help with it. All right, number two, I want you to leverage technology. My friends, in this digital era, uh, leverage technology to make your job easier as a leader. There are so many business aids and tech tools out there. Uh, for instance, you know, if maybe you're managing a specific project, use use things like Trello or Asana. Uh, you might even consider using Slack for communication within your organization. Uh, most organizations I know have kind of adopted some of these best practices, but a lot of small businesses, you'd be surprised there's working with one organization not too long ago, about 75 people, um, and they still manage projects. Um, they had no way of measuring a project, like a, using a, a tool like uh, Trello or Asana or Slack or any, any there's Monday.com. There's so many great ones. Um, and I, I wouldn't suggest one in particular. You as an organization have to really see what fits your, your uh, type of business. But there's some really fantastic project management tools. So put the project out there and then, and then be tactical about getting it done. And remember that you don't have to do everything. You're in a team environment. And so when you're using a project management software, it's wonderful because you can assign your entire team to do things. And a team that, you know, works together, my friend, stays together. They're committed to a project together. And so don't feel like just because you're a leader, you have to do it all on your own. You have a team. You have people ready, willing, and able to help you. So take advantage of that. All right. I also want to talk to you about uh, mentorship programs. So mentorship is another really great one. Uh, when I think about mentorship and effective leaders, you know, you don't just think of that senior level leaders needing mentorship. Yes, we do. As senior level leaders, we absolutely need mentorship. But I want you to think as much as your frontline team. How can you provide some mentorship so that you're pulling them up? Right as they go, if you want them committed to the organization, you want to pull them up along the way. You know what's funny to me is organizations like McDonald's, for example, they know that their team members are only there for a very limited time, right? They know that they have them for the summer, maybe for three or four years, maybe over the course of maybe even university. They know that they have them for a very limited time and they make such an impact on their, their, um, just the way of service, their efficiencies, their productivities, the training at McDonald's is phenomenal, right? They really train their team, but but there's this sense of, listen, we're here to support you. Whenever I've spoken to a McDonald's employee, it's always been the same as, you know, we really felt supported that thank you for contributing to, to our organization, but we want to support you in your efforts, right? And so if you need to leave, we've got enough staff to cover you. If you need to go do something, if you need to, uh, you know, we want you to develop your career in the path that you choose. Um, and it's a real phenomenal thing to know that they're they're consistently supporting that person's goal outside of the organization because they know that they had them for a limited time. So they've hired that way. 
I want you to think about what you're looking for and that team member that you're looking for. How important is mentorship to them? You know, is that something that can really benefit them? Now, for me, when I was uh, 16 and I worked for retail, I was so lucky because I had some amazing mentors and I could still, to this day, I could pick up the phone and call anybody uh, from my Danier team. And I'm just so confident that I would be supported and, and, you know, connected to them. Uh, They would advise me. I do it actually all the time. I do it all the time. One of my uh, very first leaders, Brenda Brown, I've I've talked about Brenda many times on here. She was one of my first managers and, um, you know, she's a phone call away. Uh, Chris Revo, Chris, you know, if you're watching or listening, you've always been such a support to me. And Chris was our vice president at the time when I was about 16 or 17. I remember, um, uh, actually, I'll shout out Chris and Linda, uh, Chris Revo and Linda Montebano. I remember I was in uh, my our retail store. I was 16 years old, and these two ladies w- were walking towards uh, the store, and they were both vice presidents at the time, uh, or maybe they were senior level. I don't know, but there were the big, the big, gu- you know, the big bosses were coming, and I remember both of them walking towards the door, and I was standing at the front door, and they looked so, they just looked like such strong, powerful women. Um, and I just really admire them. They had on these snakeskin, uh, we had a snakeskin leather suit. It wasn't like real snakeskin, it was suede, but it, they looked like they had a thick skin print and they both looked just fantastic. Um, and I remember watching them walk in and I was 16 years old and I'm like, oh, that's the type of business leader. That's what I want to, you know, aspire to. Um, and it was so special to me that, you know, Chris, um, and I haven't worked together for a couple decades now, but we always meet for lunch and, uh, and, you know, I'm always picking your brain and asking for advice. And we just have really raw, really, really raw, real strong business conversations. And it's a relationship that I really, really value. Uh, Linda and I had the privilege of, of working a conference together recently. Um, and that was kind of really fun too. I hadn't seen her in a few decades, but I shared the story with her about how much of an impact she made with on me. And, uh, and so it was really, really quite nice. So the power of mentorship, my friends, is really important. And there's a million other people. It, my Danielle Leather days, I was there for about 14 years. I got to tell you, like having such strong female leaders around me uh, really gave me the courage um, to, and I, I don't think a lot of them knew they were mentoring me. I don't think I knew that I was mentoring other people because um, I mentored quite a few along the way. I'm always getting calls. Hey, Crystal, you know, can you give a reference for me? Or Crystal, what's your thought on this? Or I'm thinking of starting this project. I must handle, you know, all the time I'm connecting with some of those ladies. Um, and it really, really made an impact. So anyways, it's important. Mentoring is important, receiving mentorship, but making sure that your team has access to mentorship. When we're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion as well, you know, there's there was things that I did that other people couldn't do um, in terms of mentorship. So, you know, I was young and I was living at home and I didn't have a lot of bills. And so, you know, I I bought myself leadership training programs. I remember when I was commuting uh, to Toronto, working with Danielle, I remember buying um, Jack Canfield's, um, was it Jack Canfield's? No, it was the success principles. I bought that and I bought Jack Canfield. So I read the success principles. I I listened to it in my car. Uh, This was the day of CDs. And so I was listening to the success principles. I listened to John Maxwell. I listened to Tony Robbins. Um, I listened to Jack Canfield. I listened to all these great leaders that really started to be able like, you know, and it cost me money. And I attended to those workshops. I attended things uh, in person. I invested in Disney training and I was pretty young, 
right? But I didn't have a lot of bills. And so that was important. I mean, I had my phone bill and my car payment, but that was all I had in my 20s. And so it was um, in my early 20s. Once I had my son, it was a whole nother ballgame. But that was really um, the thing is that I invested in myself. And so when we're talking about diversity and inclusion, remember um, that a lot of people don't necessarily have the funds to invest in those leadership training programs. So you as an organization, uh, you know, supporting that and, and really allowing people to um, have access to those mentoring programs are really, really important. Here's the thing, leaders, when you start to implement some of these strategies, it will make a difference. You know, you're able to tackle these these things and you're able to tackle the leadership crisis one by one slowly. And so remember, your leadership style is directly impacting your employees, which is directly impacting your customers. Right. Happy employees make happy customers, but happy leaders make happy employees. That's why our whole methodology at the inside view is, you know, igniting leaders so they can excite employees so they can delight customers together. Right. We have to start by making a change uh, and understanding that there is a crisis going on. And the crisis is, you know, it's a catch 22. If we don't fix the leadership, we're not going to be able to fix the employee challenge and we're not going to be able to improve customer experience. And so we want to make sure that we're looking at it from the root. Right. All right, leaders, that's a wrap. And here's a few things I want to share with you just as I sign off for today. Hey, if this leadership crisis is something that's impacting your organization or just starting, maybe you're just starting to uh, feel the effects of the crisis, then I want to share with you uh, a little bit about our leadership experience excellence uh, training certification. We recently run uh, the Gold Stevie Award on an international scale. So I'm really proud of the training. Um, it's not like your typical training. This particular training is designed to be highly accountable. It's designed for specific people that are ready to go the next level. It is not for everybody. So I'll put it out there because there's a high level of accountability. There's a high level of action and there's a phenomenal level of results um, that our, our uh, participants and graduates of the program have seen. So um, it is there for you. We'll put all the links, all the details in the link below. But if leadership experience excellence or if some type of leadership training is something that you're looking for for your team, for them to be inspired and valued and, and really cultivate this culture of success within the organization, then please take a look uh, because it really is a fantastic opportunity. Now, our next session for the program will start in September. Um, and here's the thing. It's not just like a one and done training. It is a sustained training. So it's something that, you know, when a leadership team stays together uh, and trains together, you're committed together, right? You're committed to seeing the organization practice what you're learning. So um, yes, the next cohort starts in September. Uh, I'd be delighted to hop on a call and see if it's something that would work for your team. Uh, but again, it's not for everyone. If you're committed, if you're ready to take action, then great. And if you're still struggling and you're on that hamster wheel, then maybe now is not the time and that's okay too. I do want to share with you, though, for our Canadian viewers and listeners, um, there is a significant uh, grant program available right now. It is limited. So whenever you're watching this, it, it may not be, but it is a phenomenal opportunity uh, where a substantial portion of the fees uh, can be covered by a grant. So connect with me and I'm happy to share you some more information on that as well. All right, my friends, that's it for this episode. It was my pleasure spending some time with you. Thank you for tuning in to the Leaders Listen Up podcast. And remember to leave us that review uh, and share your takeaways from this episode or from others. We would love your insights. They really help us to continue to bring you great content um, and really appreciate you listening and staying tuned for so long. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, go have a fantastic day. And don't forget to check out the link in the show notes to learn more about the Leadership Experience Excellence Training and book a call if you want to chat. 
Until next time, my friends, remember, an excellent customer and employee experience is the most powerful competitive edge. And so you, the leader, need to ignite your your leadership skills so you can excite your employees and they can delight your customers. Stay tuned, my friends. And remember, great leaders are great listeners and great learners. Bye for now. Have a great day. My friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Leaders Listen Up, dedicated to business leaders like you. Your investment in customer experience is what attracts diverse markets, improves your employee experience, increases your sales, and of course, it sets you apart from other business leaders. I invite you to visit the show notes for free downloads like how you can attract top talent and our top 10 tips to uplevel your customer experience. And hey, if this episode inspired you, share it with your team or maybe discuss it for a few minutes at your next meeting. My friend, a team that learns together stays together. For additional support and certified training, workshops, consulting, coaching, or if you just need a little bit of inspiration to inspire your team, what are you waiting for? Get in touch at gettheinsideview.com. We'd be happy to chat. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you again soon. Bye for now.